Hey, my lovely ladies, before the show starts, I'm looking for some more six and seven figure female founders and CEOs to interview. So please go to www.twwguest.com to apply. Okay, so in today's episode, we are going to be interviewing Leslie Rogers. Just three years, she worked her way from an admin assistant all the way to the head of marketing. Yeah, so she has a ton to teach us about marketing and really going after your own personal goals. She's taking us behind the scenes today of her number one secret to networking. And guys, don't worry, this works whether you're an extrovert or an introvert. So this should be a really, really fun episode. Welcome, Leslie. Hi, how are you? I'm so good. So glad to have you with us today. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So, okay, let's just get right into it. Okay. What is this number one secret to networking? I want to share all about it. I think the number one secret to business in general is networking and especially networking for your personality type. Okay. So you can either Myers Brig it out, you can do all those things if you want to, <laughs> but it can just go, or are you more introverted or are you more extroverted? Right. So some people who are extroverted, you know, they're just like, I need to be around people. I need to see people. I hated when I had to be at home. And like, I was like, I, I can't, I can't cabin fever. I can't do it. <laughs> oh my God. And other people like myself, it was, yes, please get away from me, people. Like, I like you so much. I really do. I appreciate you. But um, leave me alone. Let me do my job, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if you are introverted or extroverted, both of them have their strengths and their weaknesses. And if you want to go and you want to network, then most cities, if you just type into Google, like networking near me or networking events today and whatever your city is, you're going to have a lot of things pop up. A lot of them are free. Some of them you might have to pay five to $25 for. It depends on you know, if they're serving food there too, yeah, they have, have some appetizers and they want to help you cover the cost. Yeah. So my big thing, whether you're introverted or extroverted is come with a plan, go in and say how many people you actually want to talk to. If you're introverted, that might be one to three people, probably two, let's be real. And if you're extroverted, it's as many people as you want it to be. But what you're doing is you're going there and you're talking to people. You're trying to make it a conversation. Um, you are saying, I'm here to talk to X amount of people. This is the value that I'm going to bring. Also think of people that might be in your industry or people that you know that you can put their name out there as well while you're networking. Maybe you meet somebody and it's like, actually, their business doesn't align with mine, but I know someone it does. And ask if you can put them in contact there. Like you always want to be the person that knows somebody as well. And for my introverted friends, I'm with you. It's like, I feel like you're out there and you're great <laughs> with people you know, but new people you're like, ah, ha. With those type of people, um, stay by the food. Because people are going to be around drinks and they're going to be around food. And it's really easy to just strike up a conversation that way. It doesn't even have to be, you know, talking about, hi, my name is this and this is what I do. It's no elevator pitch. <laughs> no, it doesn't have to be. Like, you really have to think about it as just being social. It could be, you know, like, don't touch that. That food isn't good, but eat that over there, you know? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so then it's like, hey, you know, my name is this. Like, how are you doing today? 
How many of these do you come to? And then you can start talking about business, but it's supposed to be a relaxed setting. And for my introverted babies as well, it's okay if you only talk to one person and you leave. Like, I don't want anybody to think that they have to be the Hulk here. I don't want anyone, like nobody is an Avenger. Like we're not those people. So if you go in with the plan, I talked to this person, that's great. You made your connection, you can leave. That's wonderful. If you want to be there longer, that's great. You can do that too. And while you're there, someone told me this, which I thought is really cool. LinkedIn has a way that you can actually have a QR code for your LinkedIn profile. And you can use that as your background or your screensaver. So instead of having a business card that you're giving out, you can have people just scan the QR code off your phone. And that way you're in our connection on LinkedIn. That's very cool. Yeah. Very cool little tip. Yeah. So how did you like uncover this? Like, I clearly, you, you seem to be putting yourself in the introvert category. So how did you force yourself to network even though, and, and how did you, you know, what, what kind of came from that process? So I always thought that I was, well, I was told I was an extrovert because when I was around people, right. I'm like yeah. goofy and stuff, but I okay. think I'm, I'm more of an ambivert leaning more towards introvertedness and so i realized that i do very well in small groups um too large of crowds can feel overwhelming for me so i would just stick by one or two people for that night and then i would be like okay cool i can talk to you that's great you don't have to talk to anybody else right <laughs> i don't have to do it and so i definitely started looking up things to help me be better and i came across uh, a lot of articles that talked about um, doing things for your personality type, talking about if you're more introverted, this is how you can do things. So Google is your best friend. But something that has helped me a lot is podcasting and asking to be on other people's podcasts or bringing them online. So if I'm talking to you anyway, then I'm going to end up learning about you and your business. And I'll tell you about my business. And Maybe we're a good fit, maybe we're not, but I can bring some business to you and hopefully you can bring some business to me. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, what kind of results have you seen from implying this networking process? Oh, I've had some really cool um, results. So um, I went to one networking thing and I talked to one person all night and then I got free tickets to a conference that was in town. Wow. I mean, and these tickets are like $400 and it was like an all day thing. It's like, yeah, I have some extra ones my company gave. This person didn't come. Do you want them? Like, yes. Yeah. Okay, I have them. <laughs> and at that, um, I have met some really, really nice people that have been able to come on my own podcast and I've been able to introduce them to other people as well. And I also ended up um, being able to do some marketing and some fundraising for a local um, a local mayor here. Oh wow! Um, and so I, I, I've done some of his fundraising things for a couple of years just through networking. That's amazing. Yeah. So, what do you find most surprising about kind of this early part of your? Uh, entrepreneurial journey. Um, 
So we can start with the good before we go on about the bad, not I won't. No, I could tell you both. I could tell you both. Um, I wanted to be an entrepreneur because I know how I work best. And I am not somebody that is built for a cubicle, um, nine to five corporate life. That's just not me. I'm always somebody that I I get my work done very quickly. I would be I would have eight hours worth of work done within three, four hours. And then I'd be like, why do I have to be here? Like, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> so why do I have to? <laughs> Makes no sense. Pretend to work on my computer. Yeah, exactly. Um, work. Yeah. I hated it. I hated that. And so um, being an entrepreneur has given me my time back and it's given me the freedom that I want. And I have arranged my schedule in such a way that makes me shine and makes me better. And um, for an example, I'm not a part of the 5 a.m. club. 5 a.m. club. I'm not like <laughs> I'm so happy hey. for people who do that, but that's not that's not my story. That's not what I do. Yeah. Um, my sweet spot, honestly, to start working is around 12:31 p.m. And so I have made it so that I can start working before that, and I'm up before that. But I need time to get into my day you know like I need time to actually sit and eat breakfast and have coffee or I need to be able to journal or like meditate or maybe like do a quick workout or something and then around that 12 to 2 but really 12 to 1 30 area is when I do really great work and so what I've done is I've made it so that I I get a lot of stuff done and then I have everything already scheduled, you know, so I have, these are my meetings. This is the times that I'm having my meetings. These are the times that I'm working on clients things. These are my hours that you can get with me. And I stay up a bit late too. Let's be real. So yeah, I'm probably going to sleep around 2 p.m., 2 p.m., 2 a.m. <laughs> I was like, um, the math on that's a little funny. <laughs> I mean, what? you're on your two hours. And you know what? I did hours. not have coffee today, okay? And I am uh, no, I it. No, you're totally fine. Two, yeah, okay. So, Correct. So yeah, because I can stay up later, I get more stuff done. But yeah. the early hours, that doesn't work for me. Like I've tried it. I've tried so hard to be a part of that club. And I'm like, I'm yeah. always groggy. I don't care how much sleep I get. My body just doesn't like it. Well, and I think that's one of the biggest lessons you can have as an entrepreneur is like figuring out when you don't have that nine to five and you don't have that structure that like, I have to do it this way because my boss will fire me. Otherwise, Correct. that does work best for you, right? Like right. what? what is the way that your your body works best, the way that your mind works best, right? And incorporating that in and instead of like beating yourself up and getting up at 5 a.m. and being like, oh my God, I can't even think straight, right? Like that's right. not, how's that going to serve you or your business, right? It's not. Right. And what I found is that I wasn't fully waking up until 1231, even though I've been up since seven or eight o'clock, like my body was like, what I said was that I wasn't ready to wake up yet. <laughs> I'm not fully waking up. Uh, there we time. <laughs> Even if I had coffee. So that was the thing. It would just be like, what have we learned? <laughs> what have we learned? <laughs> yeah. Yes. It will, it will teach you one way or another. So what is your next big challenge that you're taking on? What's next? 
Well, um, last year in November, I kind of looked at my business and I revamped it. I was like, okay, here's the thing. I don't want to do this part anymore. <laughs> so I am a, um, I own a digital marketing and consulting agency. And so what I started doing in the beginning, I was full service, right? So I would do all of the content creation, all of the management, do SEO, do basically everything, but um, anything that dealt with websites, I was like, I can help you with that, but I'd rather not, right? Like take yeah. on too much. And what I realized is I prefer consulting and strategy more than I can, more than I like creating content and managing other people's things. When it comes to my business, I love creating my own content. Yeah. But because I have a background as a teacher, being able to talk to people and, you know, consult as well as say, this is the strategy, like this is where you're going wrong and this is how you can fix it. I realized that I had to pivot um, within my own business. And so now it is, if I'm consulting, those prices have gone up, right? Yeah. Yeah. So because of that, it's now... Um, dealing with clients that have a higher price point to spend. And I think in the very beginning, I was a little nervous about that. Um, but now I've gotten to a place where I'm like, nope, this is starting, starting. We're starting here and we will go out once we add more services to that. So being able to just say, like, I guess, you know, having a come to Jesus moment, as they say, where it's just like, here's the thing, like, for what you're offering, you can't afford to price yourself this low anymore. Like you can't, not for what you want to do, not for the dreams that you have outside of your own business. If you're pricing yourself too low, like it's a good price, but it's not what it could and should be. So that has been the challenge that I yeah. am recovering. Yeah. And, and how's it going? I mean, how is that? Like what? What does that look like for you as it actually plays out? Because I know that's a conversation that people, you know, they're always saying like, raise your prices, raise your prices. But very rarely do people talk about what does that actually mean, right? Like, how do you actually do that and have it be effective, right? And how do you, you know, so. Yeah, no, I mean, that that's that's real because it's just like I could say that I'm charging $20,000 somebody in the world who would pay $20,000 and you're like but where are they <laughs> and so for me what's been working is networking so I've raised my prices and I've met a lot of people and so what I'm doing now is I'm always telling people what I'm doing, but I'm always looking at where they are and looking at their price points, right? Yeah. So it's this thing of if you're a business that's just starting out and you don't have a large budget, then you can't afford me. And that's okay. You know, yeah. and so it's basically allowing yourself to say no, even if you want to say yes, you know, where yeah. it you know, I now charge for consultations where I didn't charge that before because I realized that I was giving a lot away for free. Mm -hmm. And there are still people that I do free things for. Kind of like every other month I do something that's like super cheap or almost free just because I, I like giving back. But that was my... Um, I said, okay, if I'm going to raise my prices and if I feel comfortable, then I'm also going to be able to give back. 
but mm -hmm. you just have to, through networking, you can find the people and the businesses that can afford you. Right. Um, other than, you know, just saying your friends and family. <laughs> yeah well and as you said you it allows you to have that kind of impact i think that there's so much value in being able to say hey you know i want to work with these types of people and aim for that and then when other people come along you can always adapt it's your business you get to be in control of it right so but there's no way for you to work with all the people you want to and like just bandwidth wise, right? Like you're, you're going to run out of time. And so you have to, you have to make sure that you balance like, Hey, I've got to pay all my bills and live the life I want, have the space and probably don't want to work 24 seven. So there's certain, you know, pricing strategy that has to go along with that. But that doesn't mean that you can't also give, like you said, give back in other ways, do, you know, one-offs and freebies or things that mean something to you, to people that it means something to them as well. Right. And you yeah. can have you can have both. Yeah, you can have both. And at least for me, I mean, I don't know if your audience is like that. Maybe there's another person who agrees with me <laughs> for them to move, like for me to move forward and stuff that maybe I know I should change, but I haven't changed. I kind of end up having to become angry where it's like this isn't working for so long that I have become now angry at myself. I've become frustrated. And then it's just like, okay, fine. I'll stop being stubborn. All right, let's go. Unready. <laughs> I guess. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that definitely helps a lot for me because that, that frustration has actually made me more confident in an odd way because what happens is I have to sit and think, I'm like, but I do this, 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 all of this it's worth it. It's like, yeah, of course, you are always going to find somebody that has a cheaper price point. That's fine. If that's what you want to do and you want to go with them, that's great. But I'm great too. And I know yeah. my worth and I know that I'm worth this. So if you want to work with me, that's just what it is, you know? Yeah. yeah. And as soon as you kind of step into that for yourself, right, it changes everything. Yeah. Right? yeah. So... I always like to ask um, my guests um, about their idea of wealth, right? So we at The Wealthy Woman, we really believe that true wealth is just never, it couldn't possibly just be about money. Um, right. And we know that to be truly wealthy, you really have to have those other things in your life um, to make you, you know, be excited to get up each day and to enjoy your life. So Leslie, I'd love to hear a little bit about what, what do you have in your life that makes you feel wealthiest it could be in your personal life or your business either one or both oh so many okay so <laughs> food makes me feel wealthy i love being able to have a fully stocked fridge um i love being able to say that all of this is like fresh fruits and vegetables and it's just not in a can um like my family is a foodie family, so that's probably like, a <laughs> yeah, you know, like once you move out and you are on your own, like groceries are expensive and you didn't realize how expensive they were. And you're like, ah, I'm staying at my parents' place for a little bit, right? <laughs> you know, I think because, you know, like in the beginning, like you're struggling and it's just like, I want to be able to be healthy and, and have these things like food as well to me. Um time is extremely important to me that's exactly why i became an entrepreneur it's very much about 
this is my time. And if I give it to you, that means that I really do care about you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so to be able to have um, the luxury of spending my time, how I want to spend it in my business with my family, with my friends is important. And then making sure that, um, that I have my, you know, work-life balance, as they say, like that's wealthy, that's wealth and luxury and deliciousness to me to be able to say like today, I, I have it so that, you know, I need it. I need to take a day off. Like I've been doing a lot. And so I'll cancel meetings if I need to cancel meetings and I will vegetate on the couch and be fine with my life. Where I will, you know, I'm like, oh, like I'm going to go dancing with my husband and we're going to go, you know, like salsa, bachata, have some good times there. So that makes me feel like I have a well-rounded life. And I slowly but surely, I don't know when it took hold. I, I wish I had a specific day and time, but maybe because I've just gotten older, I have stopped caring as much. Um, about what other people think. I've also stopped trying to be perfect. I completely embrace imperfection. Um, I'm like, this is what you see is what you get. It's, you know, here I am. And that took so much pressure off. And that has made me feel happier. And it's like, I feel happier. I feel excited. I'm more grateful. Yeah. Well, and I think that's like another secret to business, right? Like we do so much better when we're being ourselves, right? Because it's one less thing we have to, okay, how do I have to show up today, right? Like how do I, like who do they need me to be versus just showing up as yourself? Um, And some people are going to gravitate towards that and others aren't and that's okay, right? Like the the ones that gravitate towards you, those are the ones you actually want to work with and enjoy working with, and they'll get so much more out of it anyway. So exactly. I love that. So Leslie, I, I want to hear more about what you've been doing. I know that our audience is going to want to hear about how they could potentially get support from you or even just follow you online. So fill us in on how to do that. Sure. So I have, my business is called Lily Rose, D-M-A-L-I-L-Y, Rose as in the flower, D as in David, M as in Mary, A as in Apple, hey, and that's at Lily Rose D-M-A on Facebook, on Instagram, on LinkedIn. My website is www.lilyrosedma.com. And I have a marketing program actually for people who, if you're interested in learning how to market yourself, if you're a beginner or if you just need a refresher, if you go there to my website, you'll see something that says marketing program and you can look at it. It's one of the great tabs that you can click. And it's fun because I work on mindset along with marketing tactics, right? So you have to believe in yourself because I can tell you all the things to do in the world, but if you're stuck, if you still are like, I don't know, I can't for whatever reason. So there's a lot of, you know, like I have meditations, I have, you know, I give homework in this program on purpose because I used to be a teacher. So and very (laughs) much about, did you understand this concept? Okay, let's do this. 
And I found that that really helps. And I, with that program, you also get to go into the Facebook group, um, Glow Up Marketing Mavens, and you get to meet other female entrepreneurs and just talk and chat and network. Like I created that group simply so that you could network with each other. I'm like, maybe I'm not the person for you. Maybe, you know, like if you don't want to use me, talk to somebody else in the group. Like I'm, I'm that person, you know, I'm like, if I'm not it, that's cool. I'll introduce you to somebody else because I want you to succeed. That's the big thing for me. Yeah. 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 I think, um, I think that idea of, especially between women, the collaboration and the cooperation versus the competitiveness, right? Yeah. It's everything. Yeah. That's what we're doing right here. That's what we're doing. Exactly. Uh, Practicing what we preach. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Leslie, you have been an amazing guest today. I so, so appreciate having you. Um, And thank you so much for spending your valuable time here with us. Oh, thank you for having me. And you guys make sure that you continue to listen to her because like she's, she's pretty cool. That's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> we'll hold <hoping>. it. <laughs> you have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Leslie. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more The Wealthy Woman podcast content, Make sure to subscribe, and here's a way we can help you for free. If you are a six, seven, or eight-figure female founder and CEO, we want to see and interview you on one of our podcast shows. Head to twwguest.com. Again, that's twwguest.com. I hope to see you on our next interview. Now, as a wealthy woman, we help six, seven, and eight-figure female founders and CEOs to scale their business by using unconventional approaches like leading edge science and tapping into their unique authenticity code. If that sounds good to you and you want to get some help, then we're inviting you to book a short chat with our team to see how we can best help you. Go to www.thewealthywoman.com slash chat. Again, that's www.thewealthywoman.com slash chat.